The Brum Radio Shop is now open with all sorts of Brum Radio stuff with everything from t-shirts and hoodies to mugs and posters and much more. Support Brum Radio. Go to BrumRadio.com and click on Shop. Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit BrumRadio.com. Hiya. Now listen, I'll have a proper talk with you all afterwards, but it's me, Barbara Nice here, Barbara's in Streisand, Nice is in the Biscuit, and Paul... Hello. <laughs> ...in his shed. It's been since March, kids, mm. and I still haven't made the shed, and that's where we are. <laughs> Pre-PP, pre-pig and pandemic, we used to meet. And uh, I think, Barbara, this could be a whole new series, a whole new year, and we start right. off with a bang. What kind of a bang? Well, with our special celebrity star guest today. Oh, I thought you meant like, you know, bang, like the, the gas went. Or <laughs> I felt, I'll tell you what I did yesterday while we're waiting for uh, my lovely Les Dennis, who I've met recently and liked very much. Uh you know how cold it's been, Paul. Mm. I, I, I've been doing lots of stuff around the house, not been going out, you know, so ty- too much tidying up, if anything. And I threw a bucket of water over the front step, thinking we could <laughs> swill it down. So Ken comes back from the shopping and says, that's a bit dangerous. Shall I put some salt on it? I said, I don't want you putting salt on that, Ken, because you'll be treading it through the house and it'll kill my plot plants. So he didn't put no salt on it. Next minute... Big crash, all the neighbours come out. He's cannot, he's felt, he's slipped down the steps. <laughs> Dent, uh, dented all the pot plants, so I know it's... It felt awful, felt like I was trying to kill him. Not that kind of bang. Not that <laughs> kind of bang. You had a slapstick start to the year. It was awful, I thought we ended up in A&E. Mm. You don't want to go anywhere near here all the time, no. you get a new way. Right, now listen, have you sent it to, to Les have. Dennis? Yes, Good. I have. He's a nice lad. I mm. said to him... Uh, look out for it, Les, and, and he probably will. I'll tell you where he lives now, and a lot of people will know this or not know this, but I'm actually twinned with uh, King's Heath, Birmingham, and Stockport, and that's where mm. Ke- uh, Les lives. Oh. So I'll have a big chat with him. I think he lives near Bramall Park. <laughs> Small world. We don't. You do, <laughs> do you know what Bramall Park no. is? I don't think you do. I can t- I'm getting to know you. <laughs> I know when you don't, Piggy, know what I'm talking about. Why don't you just say, I don't know where that <laughs> is, rather than, hmm, small world, Barbara. <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> what are the chances? Well, <laughs> well, well, Bramwell Park's a nice park. <laughs> I'll have a word with him about that anyway, when we see him. Right then, anyway, we're back in the world of technology. There's been a lot of, you know, because all the junior school kids and all the primary school kids are having to do a lot of online learning, Paul. Screen time's gone mm. up. But it is affecting them, love, because they've all got to have iPads. Oh. It's affecting okay. their eyesight, love. Do you see what I mean? Oh, right. okay, yeah. It was a joke. You're not listening <laughs> to me. Oh. You're not. That was a check. I'm check. I'm checking whether you're picking listening. You're not listening. <laughs> oh, yeah, all right. Try living we can. <laughs> Sorry to ruin your first joke of the year. Well, you've got to... I'm glad, Aran, you don't cut that out, what we've just done, because that's true, that is. I'm putting a joke in, setting it up. Anybody that knows me would know I was doing a set-up. But you're going, oh, yes, oh, yeah. Small world. I'm out of practice. You are? You're rusty. (laughs) 
<laughs> right, let's have a look where he is now. It's only 11.01. But I think sometimes it does just, it goes into trash. Yeah, or spam. Trash or spam. Into trash or spam. Because it's just a, a website called Clean Feed. And, it, you know, as we said before, most Sounds emails. like uh, <laughs> irrigation, colonic yeah. irrigation. There you go. I knew that joke was coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's too late now to <laughs> try and redeem yourself. I bloody hope yeah. you did recognise that joke. I've been telling it every, <laughs> absolutely every podcast I've been doing. But if I throw a new joke at you, like based on kids and iPads and affecting the right side, you, the, you were lost, love. The car, you were at the, you were at the motorway. What would you, what do you call it? The motor race. And, oh, wow. Cars are passing you, love. Right, fast gags. Don't seem to trash or spam. That's why you don't let me come to the gigs. Every time you want a laugh, like, yeah. What do you mm -hmm. mean I do let you come? I don't, listen, anybody listening think, oh, Barbara, awful to Paul. She <laughs> doesn't let him do anything, you know. That's not true, that is. I know. It's one of my jokes. All right, okay. Touche. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Just laugh. Just laugh. <laughs> Hello? Yes? I've got it. I've got you now. Right, darling. Okay. Now, you're in Stockport uh, today. Yes. Yes, I uh, I live um, uh, near Stockport. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I love it. It's um, uh, we moved. We moved up here. Um, I'm I lived. Um, I'm from Liverpool, lived in Liverpool all my life and then moved to London when I thought I had to. Um, and then uh, decided I wanted to get out after 27 years. So I'm back up north. And you like it. Have you been to Stockport? I know it's been a lot done. But have you been to Stockport Market? Uh, no. Is it good? It's it, it's locked up. I've only just moved up here to oh, this area. So right. Let me give you some During lockdown. All right. <laughs> You've got all these jewels then to know. The indoor market is absolutely brilliant. I don't know whether you like sitting down having a dinner. You know, like something like, mm. oh, meat potato pie. Yeah. You know them proper lunches, transport calf lunches. They've got a couple of nice cheap places that do that. Lovely right. old places you can buy cards and vegetables and nice pubs and a, a good hill cards you walk Cards and vegetables. Up. That's a that's a good bit. <laughs> cards and vegetables. I've sold it to you, love. <laughs> yeah, just I get a nice card to chop up my vegetables with. That's yeah, right. I, love my knives absolute... aren't sharp enough, you know. Yeah, that's that, right. It yeah. sounds great. Um, you know what? The, I've moved um, up and during lockdown, we, we live in Bramall, uh, which is lovely. But I haven't seen the village open and, and thriving. You know, I've, I've only been able to visit the, the, the Tesco um, uh, garage and, and, and uh, little one shop. Yeah, well, there's all these other wonderful things to do there, honestly, love. So you'll enjoy yeah. it. And oh, yeah, Bramall Hall's pretty nice. That's a lovely place. Yeah, you've been there. You used to have a good cafe there. Not that I'm obsessed with cafes, but I am a bit. There used to be a lovely cafe at Bramall Hall. Let's... Oh, yeah, you've got all is, this. It is still there. Still oh, is there. it? Good. I've not yeah. been for a bit. I'm glad. And I, I was thinking today, because I, I, I'm, I'm twinned with Stockport. I live in Birmingham, twinned with Stockport. Right. I was thinking there was always a sign it was very snowy because Snake Pass would be shut. Yeah. Do you know Snake Pass? I do know Snake Pass because, like, when when I used to do all the the clubs, um, oh. I used to have to go over to the Aquarius Club in Chesterfield from Liverpool 
So I used to go that way across Snake Pass. So um, it was sometimes treacherous, and but always lovely, a lovely, a lovely trip that. What a lovely idea. And that's reminded me, I think I was doing a, a jig on one side of Snake Pass and then doing a, a, a jig at the other side. And I think <laughs> I got driven across Snake Pass. I love the idea of all these performers travelling across <laughs> yeah. that treacherous route. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's that's where I started in the the working men's clubs of the of the oh, northwest so i went brilliant. everywhere without and when you think about it without sat nav or just with a with a little card from your agent saying this is the address of the the british legion in earlham and cadder's head or the great float in wallasey some of the clubs had great names melling great payers you know, I used, to go, used to go to all these clubs and all i had was the card and you know and a road atlas so um, and you I've made got it. A pretty good. I've got a pretty good nose for getting around. Do you use your sat nav now, or do you prefer to use go go stay nasal? Are you staying nasal? Are you using the sat nav? <laughs> um, well, no, I'm staying nasal to some extent, but sometimes when it comes to you know the actual address, I do put I do put it in. I, I've I've got guilty of of using it and getting lazy. It's a shame because I love the idea of you. How did you go about, Leslie? What kind of did you drive them? Yeah, I used to. I um, I used to have um, uh, what my first card that I had was a was an Austin um, Austin eleven hundred. So that was quite hard to get around it. And then then I went for uh, when I when I started to do okay, I had um, one of those big old uh, Volvos that had the when when people um, when they first had the lights on in the day and people were like shouting at you your lights are on but they were it's like on. people are now you're on mute it's like that yeah, now, yeah, isn't it? Right. you're on mute yeah <laughs> so um so I, I used to travel around in that but you know sometimes you'd make mistakes like i remember um a, a club in stanmore um and i got the wrong, wrong stanmore i went up to stanmore in hertfordshire instead of this sh uh, club in uh, stanmore in essex so um i was late Certainly late. I got that feeling. Yeah. I did that. I got Dumfries and Dunfermline mixed up. Love. <laughs> oh, Les, it was awful. I honestly, and I, I don't drive. I'm ergonomically correct. So I was on this train station. I said, like, "When's the next big in train?" It was awful. Oh. Then you run, don't you? And everybody's there, and you. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The adrenaline when you're late is quite extraordinary. Late, yeah. Or, or the, the the worst thing is when you drive all the way across to um, Hull uh, on a Sunday night for a, for a gig and you've, and you've gone the Sunday before. Oh, <laughs> That's horrible because you could have had that... the Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> that is... I love Hull though, don't you? When you look, Hull, and yeah. Oh, God, I mean, nice audiences. I've said this before on this um, podcast. Yeah. I think Hull people are very nice. Yeah, Black really nice. People. I've done I've done um, panto in Hull um, uh, a, a number of times. Yeah, lovely theatre. No, I've done panto there, and also the play art. We toured with that um, myself, um, John Dottine and the late lovely Christopher Casanova, and we had the best time in Hull. There's They're a little nice pub people. there called the the Old English Gentleman, right um, out uh, opposite the theatre stage door. Lovely place. I love those pubs near theatres, don't you? Yeah, Theatre yeah, pubs. Because yeah. like you, I've done a bit of panto and I did panto in um, in Bristol with um, Paul O'Grady. And there's yeah. an old pub at the back of that theatre 
Oh, you have such happy memories of them theatre <laughs> yeah. pubs. Are they still yeah. going the same as they used to, the theatre pubs, do you think? I think some of them are still doing well because of that, because they are near a theatre. Well, whether they are doing well at the moment, no, because theatres are closed. But when theatres are thriving, they, they do well. There's a little one um, uh, at the outside of uh, the Liverpool Empire called Mar Edgerton's. Mar Edgies. And, and everybody who, who works in the Empire goes in there. I did panto with Pamela Anderson, and she used to sit in there with her little Magnus cider. <laughs> Pamela Anderson sitting with a Magnus cider in Mar Edgies. That was a sight. Oh, right. That's what we're looking for, isn't it? Stories like that. Yeah. That's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Is that what she drank, Pam? Cider? Yeah, she, she's going to have a, 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 a Magnus, yeah. <laughs> she seems maybe that it's, you maybe see... it's a vegan because I know she was she she is vegan um, and uh, so maybe that's a, a, a vegan drink that cider I don't know. That's interesting. You said what else, what's very good is we get to know what people are eating. I'd never have said if you said right now what what drink would Pam Anderson have? I'd never have said a pint of vegan cider. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't make life up, could you? That's no, what's good I... about it. You imagine us sitting there drinking it in slow motion, like running across the bar. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, what happened with your panto? Were you not able to do it in the end? Do you know what? We were able to do it. Of <gasps> Kudos, Kudos um, had 10 pantos arranged this year, including the massive, um, lavish panto land at the Palladium. And um, some of them opened, some uh, went into Tier 3, before they opened. So Manchester, I know that um, Jason Manford was due to make his panto debut um, at the Opera House, and that, that didn't happen. Um, we were in Plymouth, um, so because we were still Tier 2, we managed, we were the only one of 10 that managed to stay open until the 30th. We were due to finish on the 2nd of um, January, but we managed till the 30th when they put that um, extra lockdown in. And uh, we went to tier three then. So uh, we did really well, you know. And, and, and you know what? It was it was the most amazing experience because what was lovely was, you know, the audience were just so grateful for us to be there. The, the, the show could only be one hour, 15 minutes because we couldn't have an interval. It had to be um, one costume per character because we couldn't have changing of costumes with putting wardrobe in danger. So um, we it ran for one hour, 15 minutes. It was a brilliant show. Um, the audience reaction at the end was fantastic. And I just said to them, you know, I said, you've applauded us and you've given us. I said to them, I said, thank you for, for that because we haven't heard that noise in a long time. And then they started applauding again. But then I said to them, I said, look, you know, we need to applaud you because what you've done is have the courage to come out and and prove that we can do this safely and keep theatre alive and well. And the reaction was just, I mean, I'm, 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 my spine's tingling. I've, I've got tingles up my spine just thinking about it. Yeah, it was, it was lovely. And, and we were so privileged to be able to do that. Thanks for sharing that story, because I know that loads and loads of people love the theatre. And it yeah. means so much to people, Les. And I've got tingling yeah. spine now, whether there's a draft in the house, I don't big enough. <laughs> I'll kill that, Ken. But honestly, love, we're, 
we miss it. I miss the yeah. backstage. Do you? Yes. I loved it when you well, said to keep wardrobe safe. People don't yeah. think about everything that goes on backstage. It's like a juggernaut, isn't it, love? Yeah, and, and, uh, and actually backstage was so different because we literally had to socially distance on stage and we then had to, when we came off, put our masks on. We had seats always at least two metres apart from each other in the wings. Um, nobody, we couldn't uh, invite anybody else into our dressing room um, because, uh, you know, that we had to self-isolate to that point. But it was the closest company. And what was lovely was the, on the WhatsApp, somebody said, oh, I'm struggling at the moment. So when we did that, you know, before the show, there's always a warm up. And that's the one time when you get parish notes and all that from your company manager. We, we all socially distanced in this warm up. And I said, look, if we're all struggling, I said, the other night on opening night, we all had a socially distanced glass of um, fizz. I said, why don't we on Christmas Day? Because everybody was away from home. That was the other thing, away from their families. Um, for that whole run. I said, why don't we do exactly that on uh, on the Hoe? Um, and so we did that on Plymouth Hoe. And that was lovely because, you know, the ones, the people who didn't need to, who, who had family with them and were, lived close, um, could go home. But anybody who was there, and my wife, um, Claire, Claire in the community, I call her, she, um, uh -huh. she provided for, um, I think, six of them who had no, you know, their hotels weren't providing uh, lunch. So we so we made uh, extra Christmas lunches and handed them out, um, sanitised and, and safely. So that was lovely to be able to do. And, and even though we weren't all together um, and couldn't socialise after the show, I think we were one of the closest companies because of that. Isn't it interesting? I've got this saying, Les, all life, shing and yang, fen and shui, start skin hutch. And the opposite <laughs> always happens, doesn't it? So in this time of social distancing, because, you know, sometimes a big company like that, not everybody gets on, but I bet you was bonded, really. And yeah, Plymouth, yeah. Plymouth Ho, I love the Ho. Yeah, Have you lovely. been to that? That There's a very nice... Um, I've got a caravan in Brittany and we stopped at Plymouth the, oh, a couple of years ago and they've they've got that nice restaurant that overlooks. There's just an outdoor swimming pool, isn't there? Yes, there is. There's the Lido um, over over the hoe, yeah, and that lovely... Um, well, the restaurant there, uh, I think it's an Italian restaurant there, uh, they were they were open for, you know, kind of coffees uh, to, so you could you could queue up and get your coffee and take away. So what um, you? Yeah, it is lovely, and the, and then the uh, you've got the Barbican, and Saint William's uh, kind of uh, dock, which is beautiful. So you know Connor McIntyre, who um, I I work with on Coronation Street, he was Phelan, the the villain who who killed my character Michael, and uh, we've done Panto together for the last three years. Uh, we we played Uglies in Manchester and then in Nottingham, um, recreating. Michaela, Michaela and Felina instead of Michael and Phelan. So it was always it was it was a funny idea that you know one sister wanted to kill the other one. <laughs> you know, we, we, we played on that. But this time um, I was Mrs. Crusoe and he was um, he was uh, Captain Cockles, uh, my love interest. So that was fun. But also he lives in Plymouth. He um, he's an artist, um, uh, massive um, master of arts and um, great. Uh, well, I would I would say his paintings are kind of grid led and lots of very abstract and beautiful. So he has this uh, place called the Alamo there. That so so he he showed me all the haunts when he could. 
It sounds lovely. And listen, when Stockport's open, you you show him our home. Yes, I will absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. And when when you can come up, you you can show me the haunts that you remember, and I'll take you to Liverpool and show you. My my Liverpool, because you know that, that's, that, that's a that's a special place for me. Oh I, well, I did, I've done a lots of jigging in Liverpool, and I really like. Oh, I'll yeah. tell you where we used to do on Albert Docks. There used to be a place there where the footballers went. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, probably blue and those places. It was blue. It was blue. It was blue. blue that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that what I always thought about Liverpool is this: the women don't they get dressed up? Oh, they God, are unbelievable on a Saturday and, night. Gosh. And that, that whole kind of um, culture of going out in your rollers with massive big rollers in, you oh. know, um, and kind of uh, in your pyjamas, you know, to, to, the, to get a pint of milk. Uh, it's so Liverpool. And, uh, but, then, but then they're getting dressed up to go out and they really do. Absolutely. That apparently came from Colleen Nolan running from a hairdresser's once and somebody went, oh, that's a fashion. But it wasn't. She was just running home. Of course she was just <laughs> running home. That's bloody right. So the women, oh, oh, I used to take my hat off to them. They looked a million yeah. pigging dollars. Yeah. It's, Absolutely. It's what the same a in Newcastle and, and, you know, and Manchester. I think, you know, they're kind of like that um, very uh, kind of hardy a attitude. It's fantastic. I tell you where else I really love in Liverpool, and I wouldn't stay anywhere else. I know it's a bit scruffy, but what's the big hotel? The Britannia. What's the it? Adelphi. The, the oh Adelphi. God, I love the Adelphi. The Adelphi is amazing. It. I mean, it, it's history, and you know, it was the, the British Rail Hotel, and it was gorgeous and beautiful. And of course, it's gone through all sorts of. It actually was a TV documentary, wasn't it, with the Cook just Cook. So it's, 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 had, it's, had a, it's had a check in history, but it, it's still there. It's still a beautiful building. I do a lot at the Royal Court Theatre in Liverpool, which is what they call it, the People's Theatre, because it literally is. I mean, they, they, the, the shows tend to be quite Scouse-centric, like Brick Up the Mersey or, you know, um, uh, kind of. I did a show called Jigsy, which was about uh, Jackie Hamilton, the Liverpool comedian. Um, and when you when you work there, the audiences are in the in the auditorium. It's all um, kind of tables and chairs, and you have dinner. It's dinner theatre, and they 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 have a great menu, and they serve dinner and your drinks at the table. And then at eight o'clock, uh, the bar closes. Everything's cleared except you have your drinks on your table, and then the show happens. And it's great because the audience just feel that they can heckle in a way. You know, I, I did this Jigsy play and, and at the end he collapses and, and you think that he's dying. And a bloke on the front row went, that's good. <laughs> it was just like, the reaction was like, oh, right, you, you, you can make a comment to me. And, and another time I was playing this priest in um, uh, a play, Miracle on Great Homer Street. See, they always have Liverpool names. Um, and uh, I was there praying in a spotlight at the front of the stage at the beginning of the second half. And as this guy came back to his seat, he went, sorry, father. 
It's the fun of it. It's the picking yeah, fun yeah. of it, isn't it? Yeah. And I I used to do a lot of compound. Oh, I'm trying to think of the name of the pub. Oh, God, it'll come to me. HRT, rescue me. But the audience were great. <laughs> the thing about Liverpool, though, is a, is a, is a, is a stand-up comedian. I always had my heart in my mouth because thinking, oh, it's tricky because everybody's a comedian in Liverpool, aren't they? They, they always they come up with the best heckles. Um, Dustin G. I don't know whether you remember. I was in. A, yes, a I do love. Year. Yeah, thirty-five years um, uh, on the third of this month uh, is since he died. Bless him, mm. and you know mm. I miss him to this day. But he worked the Wookie Hollow. There was a club called the Wookie Hollow. Have you worked the Wookie and Alan's? <laughs> and, and, um, and he was at the Wookie Hollow, and all the way through his act, this bloke kept going, "Get him off, get him off," just shouting, "Get him off." And eventually, Dustin went, you've ruined every punchline. I've got to a joke or I've got to an impression. And all you've had to say is get them off. I thought people in Liverpool were supposed to be funny. Can't you say something constructive? And he said, Meccano. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just got to laugh then, haven't you? How brilliant. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Very, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I used to love going there, but always with a bit of trepidation, always a bit, oh, yeah. no, when I saw those purple bins, you know, because the, yeah. they've all got purple, purple bins, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you yeah. to get a bit frightened. <laughs> but if you if you do live well in Liverpool, you know you know they they oh they love you they, they love you oh god yeah they take you to, to yeah. they take you to the heart you the you, you call you queen they always used to say come yeah. here queen come here, very queen. nice yeah. yeah very nice I mean really absolutely unbelievable. All these lovely times of travelling up and down, performing, we wouldn't change it. Would I can tell no. from your enthusiasm for it, Les, you love it. You properly love it, love it. Well, don't you? I was I was due to do a, a show this year, you know, kind of um, celebrating 50 years of being Les Dennis, but we've had to postpone it, so we'll have to do it next year. It'll have to be 51 years being Les Dennis. <laughs> I was going to do I was going to do a tour of you know, and I haven't done that in years. I haven't done a stand up tour, but I was going to do a you know a kind of retrospective. Uh, stand-up tour. Where we what, right? Give us an idea the kind of places you're going to play because you will be. Do, fingers crossed, love you will be playing them. I was, so what? I, I think I, I think that we we just had a, a, a kind of a setup of of lots of um, theatres. You know, like for instance um, the Hippodrome in Birmingham. We were going to do you know a lot yeah. of the theatres in in cities and towns around uh, right across the UK. So um, hopefully we'll get to do it next year. Yeah, I'm honest. And I think there will be an appetite. You know, that when you were describing the audience and then they clapped again. Yeah. Oh, yeah there'll be an appetite yeah, for people yeah. coming out. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. You can't get, they can't get rid of theatre. It's as old as, every, as, as humanity, no, but they're not, really. They're not they? helping. You know, I don't want to get on a soapbox about this government, but they're not helping us right now. They're not helping a lot of people right now. And I know there's a lot to do, but, you know, um, yeah. Uh, I, I, I will go there. <laughs> it's all right, look. Yeah, quite, but we'll be quite vocal on Twitter. <laughs> right, good. So if anybody, well, I'm glad for that. Look, if anybody wants to follow Les, get him on, go, follow him on Twitter and see what he's got to say. We've got to speak up and say what we think. Anyway, we're not daft, yeah, are we, yeah. Les? No, we're no, we're not. We're not. Even if we're not, we're not. we know we're not picking yeah. well, daft. Well, there are three hundred. Uh, there are three million um, freelancers who haven't been helped at all, and you know, you know what how that feels. We all know how that feels. Yeah, well, I, I mean that's. I mean, I do do other stuff, but um, yeah. oh, for my, for this work, it, I borrowed nothing since March. No. So it's all that. So there's loads of people. I think people think you're millionaires. We're not, are we, Les? Yeah. We're not. Anyway. No. <laughs>
we not? We're just roustabouts. We yeah, roustabouts, we are. Yeah, we are. yeah, roustabouts and nomads. Yeah, yeah that's right. I'm going to say no knickers. Well, we, I say we speak for lovely, yourself. We, we did that lovely thing together, didn't we? That, that, that lovely radio job, that was nice to do. So we'll have to see what happens to stuck on. It's called The Learners, isn't it? The Learners. It's, it went out the other night, I think. Um, on, yes. And, it, and it's available on BBC Sound still. It was a lovely group of people. And, and again, it was, we, we got to, to, to stand in a studio together, socially distanced, but to work with other people for the first time in ages. It was a lovely thing to do. It was very precious, wasn't it? And then mm. you was a good singer. What did you have to sing, Les? Can you remember? Remember, <laughs> because Kerry Pritchard, McLean, most yeah. of the if I'd have known Les Dennis yeah. could sing like that, I'd I would sing, have gone singing a bit more. I had this perfect dream, this dream of me and you. I'd sing a bit of that. Straight into it, no messing, very nice. Have you done a musical, Les? I think you'd be good in... I've loads. Oh, have you? Go on, what's been your favourite? I've done Chicago, which I loved. I'm playing Amos, I'm singing Mr. Cellophane. Um, I did Me and My Girl was my first one to play Bill Snibson in that wonderful, um, joyous show. Uh, I've done Legally Blonde, Hairspray. Um, uh, Les, uh, Adam's, Adam's Family, we, we did um, just a couple of years ago, which family. was amazing. It was, a, it was the Adam's Family was the kind of the, the first um, British premiere of the Broadway production. I was Uncle Fester. And I shaved my head for it. I actually shaved my head rather than rather than wear a, a bald cap um, eight times a week. I thought, no, I'm not. I'm not putting up with that glue and and plastic on my head all the time. I'll just shave it. So it, yeah, that was quite liberating. What a lovely, what a lovely role, Uncle Fester. That's the best yeah. role. Yeah, he's a great, he's a great role, great role. How lovely, Les. When you was a little lad, now a bit, you know, did you ever? I bet you did dream of, of doing all these things, but did you ever think it would actually happen to you? How lovely um, for was, you. There was a, a, a programme on the other night on Channel 5 that I, I contributed to, which was a, um, a kind of uh, a celebration of Jimmy Tarbuck and his career. Yeah, it was good, um, yeah. And, and I, I was, um, when I was a kid, I used to sit and watch um, Sunday Night at the London Palladium. And, and I used to just love it. You know, we used to, you know that thing on a Sunday night, you'd have your your tea, your pineapple chunks and, um, and salmon salad on a Sunday night, pineapple chunks, yeah. go and have your bath, you know, your weekly bath, the kids before school, um, and sit in front of Sunday night at the London Palladium. And I just loved it, watching all these American stars, brilliant um, uh, specialty acts, all, the, all these great um, entertainers. Um, and then watched when, when Jimmy Tarbuck took over, because I, you know, I, I grew up in, in Liverpool when the Beatles were coming right through. You know, mm. I was in 63, I was 10. So, and then I went to Quarry Bank where John Lennon had been before. So, um, but for me, I sat there and watched um, Jimmy Tarbuck and thought, that's what I want to do. Because he's like the fifth Beatle. He's like the floppy haired, funny guy. When the, well, the Beatles were funny anyway. But Tarby was the comedy guy. And I thought, I want to do that. And um, yeah, I always thought I will, I will try to do that. And I'm, I've never done it. I've never had a proper job in my life. I went straight from school into show business. I feel very privileged. Oh, congratulations, love. Honestly, how lovely. And I think this show will be very nice. It's 51 years. Not got the ring of 50, yeah. but who cares? <laughs> <laughs> 51 years. 50, 50 plus. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> we'll be lovely. And your enthusiasm store. Well, you're only a young lad anyway. Why shouldn't you be pigging enthusiasm? To do it all that time, how pigging wonderful. Now, what, what would you really love to do? I mean, I'm not saying any agents listen to this, but Steven Spielberg sometimes does listen to <laughs> that for a fact. And then there's what's his name keeps pinching my ideas. I can't remember his name. It'll come to me. It seems well, nice, I... though, but he's not really. But anyway, um, I'd uh, love to do some more drama. I, you what, know, was, yeah, what would you like lucky, to do? I was lucky enough to do a season at the RSC um, uh, last year. Seems like not last year. No, the year before last. Um, and that was incredible. You know, I, I've always, you know, I, I used to go to the Liverpool M Everyman Theatre and watch these amazing actors like Jonathan Price and. Alison Steadman, Julie Walters and Bernard Hill and, you know, incredible company they had there at that one time, Anthony Sher. I mean, the list went on and I used to watch and think, uh, oh, I know I'm going down the club route and that's where I want to go. I want to do the, the, the working men's clubs and be a comic. But it, I, I watched that and thought I want to act. So uh, I, I managed to, to kind of to make that U-turn. Uh, it's, it's not easy to do, you know, because people put you in little pigeonhole. Um, but I did a season at the RSC and I did a Restoration Tragedy, which was fantastic to do, and a comedy. Um, I'd love to do some Shakespeare. Really, you know, um, there, was a, I, there was talk of me possibly going back there again and doing something. But, you know, like all theatres, they've closed down. So some, some teledrama, you know, I've, I've, got, I've got something coming out later this year. I can't say what it is yet, but it's a nice, it's a nice drama. And... Um, yeah, it's, but it's only a one-off. I'd love to get into some, some classy drama. Oh, brilliant. Now, there are lots of people listening to this now, and we've talked about creativity a lot over the different people I've been talking to. What would you say if people are thinking, right, I, I, I want to make a change? Like, you know, you were saying you, you, you was a comic, and you're doing very yeah. good, and then you thought, I'd, well, how do we make those changes those sea changes in our lives if people fancy having a, a go at summer tells les what was your well, top I, tips I, I would say that this is the time to be able to do it because you know it, we, we're, we're living in in precarious times you know and, and you know um i wouldn't say i wouldn't say what the government said which is you know retrain and don't be creative anymore which is what they suggested we do uh, all creatives, I would say, go to your creativity. And, you know, kind of when I was, I've got little kids and um, when we were homeschooling, it was tough at first, but, you know, you go back into kind of looking at art with them. And I was suddenly going, you know, I haven't picked up a pencil and drawn in years. And those things that we were, we were good at as kids and that we thought, oh yeah, but the, it's not a proper job find your way find your way through and and find where your creativity is because this is the time to to do that you know i know that um uh one of the pieces of advice that richard bryas was was asked you know when when somebody wants to act uh, what would you tell them what, what advice would you tell them and he said it's not enough to want it you have to need it and i think that's the thing if you want to if you want to break through to something else you need to need it because it won't be easy and uh, but then it will it will be rewarding if it's what you want to do and also you've got to do it there's no point sitting in your room going oh i'd no. love to do this you've got no. to take yeah. action haven't you as well yeah. love well you've we all we all say oh you know I've, 
we all say, I've got a book in me, I've got a book in me. Well, if there's one time when we've got time to sit and write that book, it's now. Yeah. Oh, Les, can I just say how lovely, I mean, we'd not met before, before we did that learner's thing, but yeah. I liked you then and I liked you even more. Yeah, now, I liked you straight away. And, yeah, oh, bless you. Oh, I knew. Yeah. And I'm going to take you up on that. I'll take you around the haunts of Stockport. That would be fantastic. As soon... Right, I'll be in touch with you, love. You look after yourself. And, and don't change, don't change, Les. No, don't go love. changing. <laughs> Trying to please me. <laughs> oh, look after oh, yourself, love. Ta and you, and you. Bye. Lots of love. Bye. Oh, He's great, isn't he? Fantastic. Yeah. Isn't he the most lovely person? Definitely. Oh. Also, really enjoyed the learners as well. I've heard it. Was it good? Oh yeah, really enjoyed it. It's very funny. Sorry, I'm trying to say to him thanks very much, but you know when. Um, so I want to mm -hmm. say thank you so much. I loved it. But you know when the, this um, predictive text comes in, Paul, yeah. it's ended up saying thank you so much, McGuinness. Well, that's not what <laughs> I wanted to say. <laughs> it's another one for the list. <laughs> it's all right. But say I sent that and then I, I was going to Ken and in the past I'd had an affair with somebody called McGuinness. <laughs> I could get into trouble. <laughs> Why would I not like predictive text? Anyway, so you've listened to the thing that me and Les yes. did, the learners. Yes. Les Very good. Ken, didn't he? Very confused. Yeah, he did play early. Ken. Yeah. It wasn't my husband. It was, um, oh, Mick Ferry was being my husband. Yeah. So, and oh, well, I'm glad our, you liked it. And I've written by our old friend, Kiri Pritchard. Kiri, very uh, nice, know, lovely girl. She inserted some uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer references. If I'd have known, I'd have a good chat with her. <laughs> it's very, uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Ah, oh, well, you see, they, I didn't get the Buffy the Vampire uh, Slayer references. See, yeah. she's a very nice, clever girl, and I hope it just... Well, fingers crossed, if anybody's listening to this, do listen mm. to it and then get in touch with the BBC and say you liked it, and then yeah. we can get it read. So you liked it, Paul, I can tell yeah. you, really loved it. Yeah, I did, and it was on, it could just easy to find on the BBC Sounds app. You just go on the app, and it's probably one up there to search for... And it says the learners, and it's Welsh. Yes, the learners. I, I wasn't very good at the Welsh, but it wasn't supposed to be. It was supposed to be a, a Welsh learning class. Were you just class. reading it? That's what it well, they had to like do it phonetically. Yeah, they say it didn't come Did it sound all right? I was about to ask you, did you have to learn Welsh for it? Well, I really kept going, I'm no good at this. And they kept saying, you will be all right. Just go, <laughs> Not that that says anything in Welsh. But, yeah, I'm glad it sounded good. I'll have a, yeah. I get a bit frightened of listening to them sometimes in case... I will listen if you like, thought I did all right. I don't like letting anybody down. Listen, I loved Les. Mm, yeah. Very thoughtful. Aww. And I loved it when he said we were all used to do a lot more drawing, and he's so right. Mm. I, don't let... I was listening to... I'll oh, shut up in a minute. But I was listening <laughs> to the radio this morning... It was Radio 5. I've started listening to 5 Live because otherwise I'm finding myself shouting a lot at the radio. <laughs> but yeah. I like... Oh, I'll tell you I'd like to get on here because I really do like him. I like Adrian Childs, so... Oh, yeah. He's, I think he's very sensible. Don't sh I never swear or shout at Adrian when I'm listening to him. <laughs> but there was some fella on this morning and somebody was saying, oh, we can all draw on this bloke. And I don't like this attitude of going, hoo hoo Well, we can't. And I was thinking... <laughs> I really told him to... I swore very loudly. I don't like people suggesting mm. to anybody that drawing or singing or dancing is something that only a few people can do. I really object to that, love. Mm. It drives me mad. You like yeah. dancing, don't you, Paul? Uh, I, yes, I can You do, don't think uh, you can dance, do you? No, well, I, I don't think... Oh, Paul, you're an example. <laughs> Who's told you? Paul Hansley. 
But you can't <laughs> dance. I think it's all self-assessment, but I'd say it wouldn't stop me in a night out on a, after a couple of uh, snifters. <laughs> I will still dance. It's just I just, I just don't care Good. after that. <laughs> well, that's not right. We're, we mustn't keep thinking everybody's going, oh, that's good, or mm. marking everything with a red pen. Yeah. Not things ordinary, things like dancing and running. Every... Some people have been told they can't run. That's rubbish. Everyone, everyone can dance to their favourite song, I think. If their favourite song comes on, they're up there. doesn't matter what, how they self-conscious they are. They want to go enjoy it. Yeah. I don't know. I just I just want people, and Leslie's right, just feel free. Please don't yeah. think you can't do these ordinary, simple things that everybody's born to do that give joy to our bodies. Mm. Honestly. Anyway, end of that. Oops. And that's because I've spoke to Les and he's, 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 yeah. he's reminded me how lovely. And I'm so glad he was able to do that pantomime. Right, come on, live entertainment. Let's see in 2021. <laughs> I'm glad I've come back doing this, Paul. It's, it's yeah. revved me up. Right, yeah, I look for some more people to talk to. How are you anyway? <laughs> I've been good. I just wanted to say one more thing before we go. Yeah. And that is congratulations on your award-winning <gasps> top 10 gig. Ah. which I almost felt like I was a part of because we had some of the people on the podcast and it felt like I was included in the afterglow the day after. Ah. But it was nice to see you awarded for your uh, getting out there and putting on gigs in this time. So well Thank done. you, I agree. And it was, uh, and uh, I, I don't think anybody would be going, oh, surely not. But I have been a little bit fed up like everybody has. And it did lift me up a little bit, actually. Because mm. you do do these things. And if you think what Paul and Barb are talking about, well... When they thought, I don't know what date it was, I can't remember, sort of in the summer, late summer maybe, when they thought that they could get have a live entertainment coming back. And like Les was saying, it has been very tricky for live entertainment. There's a comedy club called The Frog and Bucket in Manchester, which is well known and where a load of them started off. Peter Kay, Johnny Vegas, all that kind of stuff. You know, proper yeah. stepping stone club, smashing place. It's run by a fantastic woman and she said... I'll the government have asked us to be like a trial. And if if we prove that you can safely, in a COVID-secure way, mm. have live comedy in a designated club, then it'll be a great thing and we can have, we'll have more shows we've got lined up and other, other clubs can open. So we went and a bit like Les was describing it, everybody had got different dressing rooms, which was, you know, it was good in a way. Sometimes you miss a bit of company, but you knew you were safe, and that was good. Well, it was very good. They were doing it properly. The audience was spread out. It was lovely. It was like somewhere in New York. It got a New York feel. And waitress service, and the audience, again, like Les said, were very, very grateful. And it was lovely. It was all lovely. And then the next day, they shut Manchester down. They said nothing at all could happen again. And I've always felt a bit guilty about it. So it was very, very I was raffling, but in a very safe, safe way. And we had it honest, it was one thing anyway. And when I saw that it had been at the Chortle website, which is a well-respected comedy website, yeah. uh, it had come number one as the most memorable jig of 2020. Uh, I was ever so pleased, because there were some, you know, proper, you know, bigger names than me, weren't they? And I'm, <laughs> I'm not showing off, but I beat them. <laughs> 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 so I wasn't expecting this. It was very nice for the club as well. <laughs> yeah, it was lovely. And just when you and I would say this to people now, if you're listening to this, I hope we've cheered you up a bit. And I'm certainly though that just listening to Les would have took you out yourself. He's a very nice fella. Um, when we're feeling a bit fed up, some 
always comes along really to cheer us yeah. up and let's be kind to each other because sometimes we can be that thing that cheers somebody else up hmm. and what goes around comes around anyway that's, thank you Paul. say that the snow's coming down that's cheering everyone up yeah and the kids are liking it aren't they you know mm. we've got time to enjoy it all right look after yourselves i'm gonna do a bit more clearing up thank you paul thanks everybody for listening to barbara nice and friends ah this is the first podcast of 2021 there's loads to listen to honestly if you've if you've just come across this one and you think oh it seems all right we never picked it of it uh loads to listen to Ta-ra. thanks paul love Ta-ra. thank you see ya and lovely les bye thank you for listening to this brum radio podcast Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.